0: Love,
1: Hope, Radio. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Blaze and Ride. Thanks for coming back out again after a great show last night. Check that out. It is our uh, the third appearance of Jake Silberman on our show, his second interview proper, so go check that out. Be sure to uh, download it on iTunes. And today on the show, from uh, General Hospital, from the movie Keith with Jesse McCartney, and a true renaissance man, Ignacio Serricio. Here we go. one today uh, I am now joined by Ignacio Trequillo I'm so proud of you, man.
2: I'm so happy for you.
1: Oh, thanks, buddy. I'm proud of you too. Uh, where you're, uh, where you, where, where are you calling Please. me from?
2: I'm just, I just like 15 minutes ago. Um, I just got out of the water. I, I went uh, diving for lobster. Of course you did. So after this interview, I'm gonna have a nice lobster feast
1: at home. <laughs> That's interesting. You know, you remember duck butter? Duck butter, of course I do. Okay, so uh, speaking of lobster, uh, Jason Selvig, our good friend from Syracuse, he kept saying to our friend Jonathan Demar uh, recently, he goes duck butter on my mind right now, and he kept singing it. So then Demar told me, oh, I'm going to write a song about duck butter, and then I was like, do you know what that is? And he said, yeah, it's the stuff like with the butter when you go to Red Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> He has no idea, does he? <laughs> I was like, no, no, that's so. He he opted not to write the song once I explained it to him. yeah. You know? oh,
2: but you should have let him write it. it. Would have been fantastic.
1: You know what? You're right. I should have. Damn it. Oh. Um, okay. Uh, so well, anyway, how how are you, man? It's been so long.
2: I know, dude. Um, I'm I'm super happy, man. I'm I'm enjoying my life. And, uh, and, uh, 2011 has been, you know, it's only been like a month and a half and it's been like an awesome, awesome year. I've met, I've, I've been hanging out with a lot of people that told me that, uh, 2010 was like, uh, a year to rediscover oneself and get your priorities straight. And, and, uh, I did a lot of that. Like I, um not career-wise, the career-wise was awesome, but like personally it was a, you know, a matter of weeding those people out of your life that don't add to your life and that are just kind of like a weight, and mm-hmm. uh, you know what I'm saying, and I've always been so tolerant and everything, and finally I said, what the hell, so you know, kind of, once you put your energy in the people who deserve it, then you, you know, it, you're they're so much happier. So that's like two twenty eleven has been awesome, and I've been. Uh, it's lobster season, which is my favorite season of the year because I go diving two two or three times a week for lobster,
1: and I love it. Wow. Well, so so who who have you weeded out of of your life? Put them on blast. What's their name?
2: Um. Well, you're not. I mean, nobody knows them because. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I I I broke up with my girl last year, and that was that uh, was tough. But it was the right thing to do, you know how it is. And um and then there was this one friend that, you know, my dad kept saying, you know, my dad kept going, uh, you know, I think he's using you, he's using you a lot and I'm like, No, blah, blah, and, and finally I realized, you know, that I uh the guy's MO is to play the victim. You know how there's people that play the victims their whole life and that's how they survive. Just by playing yeah. the victims and using excuses so other people feel sorry for them. And I realized, right. listen, I'm in America, I'm an immigrant, and I'm doing great and I'm happy. Why do I have to feel sorry for people?
1: <laughs> That's interesting. So I, I have, like, the complete
2: – sorry, what did you say? No, I said I don't. I just – I I stopped feeling sorry for people because it doesn't help me and it doesn't help them either.
1: Yeah, I have the complete opposite view. I, if I have a friend, I stick with – no matter how much I cannot stand that friend – I'm going to stick with them until the grave. Uh, whatever. were what, you trying to make me feel guilty? Shut up.
2: Well, that's a waste of time, dude. These people are going to, that's a waste of time. What are, you, what are you doing? You're trying to make me feel bad? I don't
1: feel bad. I feel <laughs> great about it. I, I wasn't trying to make you feel bad. I was just explaining I have the opposite viewpoint. No good? Okay, so now you're going to tell me that you
2: also work for PETA and me catching lobster, you think that's wrong? I don't care. Well, just, I,
1: I find it extremely odd how many times you've talked about catching lobster already. Where did this hobby come from? What? Where did this new hobby come from, this catching lobster thing? No, it's not a, it's not a new hobby.
2: It's like it, I do it every year during the season, and it's just I had just gotten out of the water. I'm not kidding. I'm I'm on my way right now. Um I'm still all wet and I have uh, sand in places and the lobster's next to me and I'm gonna go boil them. So
1: uh-uh. uh this is the last of my alive? mind. Is I
2: wo- what? Is it still alive? Yeah, it's still alive. I'm 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 giving it a little bit a tour of LA before I put it in the boiling water.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: oh god well I, you know, let's just hope no one from Pete is listening.
2: Oh I hope they are. I hope they are and uh you know, they're delicious and I'm gonna keep doing it and uh I'm Argentinian man, we we will not go hungry, I'll kill a cow for breakfast. That's just how we do. You eat a cow for breakfast? No, I'll kill one if I, I you know if I'm if I'm going hungry.
1: Oh right. This is yeah. how we're
2: made, you know
1: what I'm saying? <laughs> So, I went to uh, com the other day. I noticed that it's pretty focused on your stand-up now. Are you, are you more focused on, on that than anything else right now?
2: No, no. I mean, the truth is acting, um, you know, film and TV and theater has always been my priority and my number one thing.
0: Uh, mm-hmm.
2: But the, my comedy career is going really well. But I will never put – I always keep more focused on acting. And – um I try not to spread myself too thin, but, uh, you know, the comedy's doing great, and I only I pick and choose the shows that I do, and, uh, um, it's good. It's good to have that kind of liberty, you know what I mean? Um, and, uh, but it's, it's going well. I mean, the, the comedy's doing well. And again, I only do it when I have time and when, um there's nothing else on my mind. Um, but, but, but I love it. Anything to stay on stage and to, uh, to feel that audience and uh, what you've on film and TV, you know what I mean? So the, the, the comedy is almost like doing the theater.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Do you have, um, any, uh, uh, up gigs or hosting gigs coming up?
2: Um, well, I, I'm producing a tour, uh, called the Ru- uh, rules of Sock comedy tour. And, uh, you'll appreciate this cause you, you, you kind of have that same mentality as me, but, We call it rules aside is because, uh, you know, what happens in Hollywood or in the entertainment business is that these almost invisible rules are set up. And and people feel that, that, you know, they can't do things on their own or, or they have to wait for approval or they have to get producers to back it up or whatever. And it's not true. You don't need any of that. You just need a little bit of drive and some charisma and you can accomplish anything. So me and this other comic Mike Merrill set out to do a tour, you know, we're both funny. We don't need to wait for people to tell us we're funny. And we're just going out doing theaters and it's been amazing. We've been packing them and we're doing uh, Dallas in March and hopefully made it make it to New York soon, yeah.
1: Cool. Can you we're can just you trying to any?
2: This... Sorry? We we're just trying to spread this whole philosophy of, you know, don't wait for anybody. You know what I mean? If you believe in yourself it can be done, man, and 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 the thing, and then that's what it is. That's what it is. Don't just don't wait. Don't wait for anyone's approval. You don't need anyone's approval.
1: Yeah, man. It's too bad that this lobster is hearing all this advice now when he's about to die.
2: Yeah. No, well he can't
1: hear anymore because he's kind of almost dead. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, hold on, hold on. Wait. Hey, say hi to Ryan. Say hi to Ryan.
1: Oh. Okay. Yeah. He, he can't oh. talk. He's not breathing. I'm so sorry my friends about to kill you. Um Yeah. Yeah. Well, can you preview any of your uh, your latest What's what's your favorite latest thing to talk about in your stand up act? Uh
2: latest. Oh, well, you know what I talk a lot about uh, I talk a lot about, you know, I'm kind of an old soul, you know, I'm young like you, but I'm an old soul like uh Like see, I like to, to do a lot of uh you know, I'm not a video game kind of guy, you know, kids now they're all about video games and kids nowadays are, you know, honestly, they're used. They don't know how to do anything. They don't know how to survive because um, everything's handed to them. They, they, you know, they have so many options. You know what I mean? Like, so they're never, they're never put in a in a situation where they have to use their imagination, be creative, because they're. It's like you remember our Idol George Carlin. Like, say like kids need help for everything nowadays. Even masturbation. Yeah. Can I say masturbation? You can say anything you want. It's the internet. But you know what I'm saying, though, like. Yeah. And so I do a lot about that, and just kids, and how, you know, you 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 can't even have conversations with teenagers now. They're they're so monosyllabic. You're like, hey, how are you? And you know, they're like, good. You know, these one word answers, and they're just. So I talk a lot about that. I talk a lot about it and how when I was a kid, and and compared to now, you know. You know, you don't see kids now outside playing outside, getting hurt. And you know, you, you're like, hey, build a tree house. and they're like, well, what for? You can buy it at Walmart. You know. So, so a lot of it yeah. is that, you know. And I, I act, I act a lot of it out. And but I like, I love to talk about just comparing, you know, the the good old days with with now, with music and with the dancing, and you know what it's like with the music since Michael's gone. But Michael will always be around, though
1: yeah definitely wow, so you just mentioned two of our heroes, George Carlin and Michael Jackson, boy they're you know they're they're well all of our guys are are, are dying yeah, yeah. but
2: but notice how two three year old kids know who Michael Jackson is and they love him I don't think yeah. there's many more artists that have died that that have that much influence, man you know i I told you I went to his uh, memorial
1: right oh yeah you you said it was amazing, right.
2: It was incredible,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um what? What's our uh, what's our nickname for each other?
0: Say what?
1: Well, what's our nickname for each other? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, look at that girl! That girl, Chris, I bet you can't get that girl.
0: Oh, I can get that girl.
1: <laughs> I'm confused on who, who is. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, oh, uh, I got a question out of the chat room for you, Ignacio uh, this is from shannon what uh what's the weather like in l a right now
0: <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, I just told you I was in the ocean at nine in the morning, so
2: right now, let me check real quick. I'll tell you right now what the temperature is it's at Hold on, Shannon. Hold on to your panties. I'll tell you in a second. <laughs> 50, 67 right now.
0: <laughs> it's ridiculous.
2: There's 67. no
1: clouds. The water's beautiful. It's amazing. So so far we've talked about uh, masturbation, panties, and in the chat room uh, they've been talking about twatting. So uh, it's it's all over the place today. Oh, nice. It's this energy um
0: <laughs>
1: yeah okay so is that so you like to talk about how you're an old soul in your stand-up act can you can you, i mean can you can you can you uh share anything from from your act um yes yeah, sure. well for example uh
2: you know i talk about like uh uh music you know music's changed a lot you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you can't go to clubs club now. Right? The, the, the club experience now is not what it used to be. Before, you used to go to a club to have a good time, to dance. You know, now it's all about appearance. They make you wait in line for, like, two hours. Then they give you a stamp, the size of your head, like you're being shipped to Bolivia or something. Then the women wear these, these little trampy little dresses. They look like a newly wrapped chorizo, you know, and all night they're pulling it down, pulling it up, pulling it down. They're wearing, like, 10-inch heels, and they walk like newborn giraffes. They have no stability. And, um, you know, guys walk around with a really tight shirt, all bedazzled and shit. So, you know, that's all. That's changed. You can't... You know, the dancing's changed, too. Women get into that school. You know what I'm talking about? The circle, like, they're the fucking soldiers from 300. and And they won't let us in there, you know? So... So yeah, that's you know that's a lot of it. <laughs> if you ever get a chance to come check me out, you should come I put a, a there's a lot of energy. It's a good show. It's a lot of fun. A lot of dancing. A lot of music.
1: Really? You, you, uh, is the audience dancing around during your your up or are you dancing?
2: Well, sometimes I put on if I put on some uh, some Motown Philly, you know, a Little Boy's to Man, a Little Bobby Brown, mm-hmm. whatever. They'll uh, they'll get into it, especially the sisters. You know, if you got black people in the audience, oh, they definitely get into it. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh-huh. Bobby Brown goes like,
0: "Oh
2: shit!" and I'm like, "All right, I'm the one performing here," and they just start dancing.
1: <laughs> uh, um, okay, so uh, now Ignacio, you, you know, last night we had our buddy uh, Jake on the show, and what we're doing now is I'm I'm gonna ask you to ask him a question for the next time he's on, and then next time I'll have him ask you a question for the next time you're on, so do you, Jake can Silverman? you give me a question for Jake Silverman. What's up? Oh,
2: you want me to ask him something?
1: Yeah, and I'll relay it next show with him.
2: Okay, Is, does he does he shave his chest? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, his- I think he does. I think he does.
1: <laughs> seen a couple of
2: episodes in his, in his show And I think he shaves his chest And if he does, that's hilarious
1: Alright, I'm going to ask the people in the chat room Right now, who I think would know better than Jake himself if Does Jake shave his chest So answer me, guys It's a you're in there
2: A lot of guys are shaving I don't understand, this. I'm Italian, dude I go all natural And guys shaving their chest and shaving their balls That's just really uh-huh. weird to me
1: so you don't, you, do you, I mean, do you trim, you know, out of politeness?
2: Do I shave my
1: stuff? No, no do, do you trim? Do you do you trim your pu- pubic hair?
2: Uh, no, my pubic hair is braided. I went Rasta when I uh, went to Jamaica. I had a woman braid my pubes. No, no. I, I leave them all the way they are. Uh, uh,
1: Oh, if oh you God. leave, if you oh. leave,
2: if you leave more bush, there's room for the crabs, you know, and it's more cozy.
1: That is disgusting. That was way oh. too much information. You gotta get yourself to a clinic immediately.
2: Well, but you know what they say. You know what's better than uh, crabs on your piano? Lobsters. What's that? Your, I don't know what the I don't know what the saying is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. okay. Sorry I've, been, no, I've been, sorry, I've been consuming a lot of oxygen lately. What's up? You've been consuming a lot of oxygen lately? Well, from a tank, you know what I mean? So I still haven't gotten my – I still feel like I'm underwater. But anyway, continue, please. <laughs>
1: um. Okay, yeah, all this lobster chat, I, it seems like you're a bit underwater. What? Uh, so, Ignacio, you actually uh, – you played Diego Alcazar, the son of a mob boss on General Hospital. Uh, yeah. And Diego was revealed to be the, the text message killer or something like that. Explain exactly how you kill people via text. Via text
2: message?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, that's the new technology, isn't it? It was, uh, he would send him a text saying, um, hey, I can see you, LOL. <laughs> and then he would chuck the shit out of them. And and then he would just choke him. I think the new thing is going to be on Twitter. Hey, choking a girl at the parking lot. Tweet.
1: (laughs) Off to the supermarket now. Yeah, exactly. uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, And uh, you died twice on General Hospital. You died once, and then they brought you back to die for sweeps. How surprised were you when you first heard this idea? Were you surprised? Or, Or did I?
2: Um, No, I knew they were doing the the text message killer thing And they called me um, the the year after I left And they're like, how would you feel about coming back And uh, choking some women And I was like, okay, but am I going to get to act as well? And they're like, sure, we'll put you in some episodes Um, So I thought it was great, man Because, you know when you come back as the bad guy, you you can get away with a lot of things. I somehow I end up I get cast a lot as the evil guy, like I did on Ghost Whisperer. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, but it what also what I felt was that in the two years I had been on GH prior, I was learning so much about acting that I felt like coming back would be almost like a way to redeem myself for any bad scene I ever had. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I felt like the the second time I came back, it was like another opportunity to, to show that I had improved as an actor, and so it felt really good, you know.
1: Oh, awesome. Uh, did who was it? Nick, was it Nicholas Cassadine that kind of killed you the last time you died? Yeah. Yeah, the little
2: Prince Cassadine, Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs>
2: so. But um, the first time, the fight. first time it was the first time it was Sam McCall. She was wearing. Eight-inch heels. She was wearing a prom dress and shot me with a gun that was heavier than her. And I was like, "Give me a break."
0: <laughs>
2: how, how tall is Kelly Monica? Um, if she has heels,
1: uh, she could probably touch my knee.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: and yet, she makes the cover of Maxim somehow. Oh, she's so hot, though. Yeah, definitely. I would. I remember I would say hi to her, just pick her up and shake her. Up. <laughs> You you would shake her? Well, she's really petite. <laughs> okay, so this show has become a bit morbid lately because you mentioned choking and shaking, and with Paul James last week, we talked about, he, he was talking about, we were talking about how he and Ainsley are on the same TV show now, and I said, you know, isn't that weird? And he said that he never thought that this girl he choked in college on stage would be in Greek, and I, I was thinking, like, uh, I said to him, wait a minute. I'm glad you said on stage just now because before that I was like, this girl I choked in college, what? And then Paul, and then I said, you know, some people are into that. And Paul goes, well, you know, I, I mean, I definitely would have choked her if she asked me to. That, yeah, I would have done that. Yeah, choking is fine as long as the woman asks you to. What, what do you, what do you think on that matter? Is that what Paul James said? Paul James did say that.
2: That's because Paul James doesn't get laid, dude. So he would do anything a woman asked him. Mm. <laughs>
1: Jesus, wow. Okay, so there's a new new feud uh, born between you and Paul James right now.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: just because he's on Greek? Come on. <laughs> um, okay, so which which death did you prefer dying? Did you prefer the second time or the first time? Well, I told you. The first time was by
2: Sam. That was pathetic.
1: And the <laughs> second
2: time, it was kind of, the second time was kind of silly, too, because I kind of, like, ran away, and I tripped, and I choked myself. So I've had some... Here's the thing with my character. I've had two pretty kind of dumb deaths, and in the three years or two and a half that I was there, I didn't get to, to you know, to make out or have sex nearly as much as anyone else. Well, definitely not as much as Sonny. I mean, Sonny has slept with every
1: female and male character on every show. He has kids with everyone on every show, including the people from The Sopranos. Um, and impregnated impregnated every one of them. Oh
2: my god, yeah, yeah, I think he impregnated uh, uh, Jerry and and Seth and and uh, Lucky. He's gotten everyone pregnant. That dude is like a gremlin. You get you get him wet and he just starts popping out kids. Um, did, you, did you say he impregnated Jerry like Jerry Clark? Oh, ooh, <laughs> that just brought back a memory. Anyway.
0: So,
2: oh my you god, know, that's up. They, brought me, they brought me in as a Latino character. You know, they're like, oh, the Latino, Latino, sexy Latino. And, you know, I mean, I kind of made out a little bit with Brooklyn and with Georgie. It's like, oh, great. She's like 12 years old, and I got to make out with her,
1: and I, I, just, I didn't even get to fill her up. So, I was pretty bummed out about that. <laughs> Why do you think you didn't get that much action on the show? You know' they were playing me as a teenager, I'm like, obviously, you weren't around when I was
2: a teenager. I was like, I would have written a whole different <laughs> yeah, it would have been wow. me it would have been me, Carly and Emily. It would have been party
1: a threesome huh? No, no not necessarily a threesome <laughs> Did you say that Sonny Corinthos has impregnated every female and male character on every silk? Hasn't he he married everybody, gotten everyone pregnant, slept with everybody, then divorced
2: everybody and killed everybody and married the people he (laughs) killed? The other day I went by the the set and there was another wedding. I'm like, give me a break. Uh, The other day you went by the set? Yeah, I did. I stopped by I took a friend of mine. I took a friend of mine, uh, to, to you know, so they would go and check out the set and meet some actors and see what it was like to to be on a
1: high-quality show. So it, it must have been Sonny and Brenda's wedding either. Is, is there anything you can tell us?
2: Yeah, uh, all I can tell you is that uh, Maurice looks a little bit older. His hair starting to recede even more. He's wearing, like, cement on his head. And um, I was talking to him, and I was like, "Hey, man, good to see you." He was like, uh, "Yeah, good, uh, good to see you too." And that took him like about an hour to get
1: through that sentence. Uh huh. So w- while we're on this topic, what was it like working with uh, Maurice Bernard and the uh, the Castan General Hospital for for three oh, years? Oh, dude, awesome! I love everybody. I love everybody.
2: I would. Um, you know, I, I would make fun of everybody and, and imitate everybody, you know, try to keep like a light,
0: uh,
2: a light mood and, you know, fun, fun times on a, on a very dramatic show.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, cool. Well, so to keep with this, um, uh, well, if, if you were to come back to die a third time, what would be your preference? How would you die the third time?
2: Uh, I would want to die, let's see, like a really cool death. Um, I don't know. I think the death from, um, like the, the death of the guy, the the big guy in Indiana Jones when he gets chopped up by the airplane propeller.
1: Uh, Oh God.
2: That is really cool. (laughs) (laughs) Or or the neural disease. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's,
1: that's not possible That would, Diego that get would
2: mean that would mean, my, that would mean my character's getting
1: laid, man And that's a good thing It's We gotta work on Diego, Alcazar, and Paul James Getting laid, I guess Yeah, well, Paul James
2: is a, it's a whole different But I'm sure there's like some Some geeky Greek fans That would want to sleep with Paul James <laughs>
0: why, why
2: are you hating on the Greek fans? I'm not hating. You're not hating. Oh, you mean? Why am I hating? No, no, no. I'm not hating. I, you know, I love them. I love
1: them all. Some geeky Greek. <laughs> That's not true. I don't,
2: <laughs> I'm not. I'm not on Greek, so I don't love them. I just love General Hospital fans and Ghost Whisperer fans and all the stuff I've done. I love those fans.
1: Okay. Well, speaking of Ghost Whisperer, uh, to carry on with his topic of death. You played uh Gabriel, the Black Angel of Death on Ghost Whisper with uh Jennifer Love Hewitt. Um how how was that working alongside the smoking hot Jay Love Hewitt? Dude, dude, dude. Not only is she hot, but the minute I get on set, she's all friendly with me and I'm like,
2: Oh my god. She is she, one of the most beautiful, most amazing women I've ever met. She's down to earth, she's all about family. And that is you know for Latin that's like the biggest turn on, man. You know what I mean? You like food, you like the dance, and you like your family. that's it. That's we're sold, and she's amazing, she's amazing, she's super fun, and uh you know if she doesn't uh you know don't work out with her previous two boyfriends, and then she dated Jamie Kennedy, and I was like, "Whoa, okay, I guess every woman's gotta go through that um but i I see her a... I think we should uh, I think I need to be with with Jennifer Love Hewitt. I think we'd be great together. People
1: say that I look like Jamie Kennedy, so I kinda of take offense to, to that comment. No you don't. You don't. You look more like Lance Bass. Alright, I don't take offense to that. I guess Jamie no, Kennedy good, Bradley, Lance Lance
2: uh, is a good friend of mine. I should have him I should have him do your show.
1: Uh if you can make that happen, I would love to talk to that man.
2: I will call. I'm going to I'm going to call him today actually as we hang up I'm going to call him and I'm going to ask him to do your show he's
1: a really really sweet guy awesome um really? so uh yeah what what was the uh well how did you get connected with with Lance Bass where where did you meet him I met him at um I went to see uh, my friend
2: Josh Cook is in a sitcom called Better with You with Joanna Garcia Mhm that's Joe Rupp. And I worked with Joanna Garcia on Privileged. And I worked with Josh in a movie we did last summer called The Sequel of Quarantine, Quarantine 2. It's not okay. called The Sequel to Quarantine. It's called Quarantine 2 Terminal. And we shot that film last... So, coincidentally, he works with Joanna. So I went to visit them on set and saw Joanna. She got married to that Yankee baseball player. Um, and... Uh, and Josh was at Lance. Is good friends with Joanna, so we, you know, I we hit it off, and he's he's a really nice guy.
1: Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, nice. So yeah, yeah, your, yeah. Your experience on um on Ghost Whisperer, what was it like playing that that character, Gabriel?
2: I loved it. I loved it because it's like it's one of those evil characters where, you know, at first it was like the audience. It, it's like he um. He's charming, he's all nice and stuff, and then just stabs you in the back and Those are fun to play man. i it's It's super fun to play when you're the guy that's trying to destroy everything. it's so fun.
1: You have a lot of these characters that are very like they're they appear nice on the surface and they wind up being either the Black Angel of death or textbook text text message killers, huh
2: yeah, 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 I don't know why I'm a super nice guy, I really am. My mom says that all the time, and I don't know why they play me all that
1: maybe it's a sign that one day you'll become like some crazy serial killer.
2: Well, I have read catcher in the Rye over 20 times and it's, apparently it's a uh, popular around serial serial killers, that book.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what, um, smart David Chapman read, uh, when he, you know, he killed John Lennon because of that book. Right.
2: Well, I'm not thinking of killing it. Well, I guess actually I'm about to kill lobster. So yeah,
1: <laughs> it's a first step. Let's, Let's, uh, yeah, I got, let's I wanted to not. start
2: small, start with something a little, you know, a little bit more innocent, easier to kill.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, a defenseless creature from the sea. Yeah. Where? What? What water are you going diving for lobster in out there? In I Malaysia? go um I go all around, yeah right. No, I go um all around the uh just
2: I go up and down the coast. My since I moved out of here, my goal was to um. 'Cause in the summer I'll dive, I'll go to Catalina and sometimes I'll take a, I teach rescue diving every once in a while. So I'll take a group uh, of divers to Catalina. But the cool thing about the coast is I can do like wake up in the morning, dive and go home and I'm home before eleven. So my goal is to dive all of the entire coast from San Diego past Santa Barbara as much as I can.
1: Do you uh do you remember my friend Suns I. Oh my God! I was
2: today. I, I was about to tell you that I was looking at some pictures of you, and with his Asian dude, and I'm like, oh, sometimes, sometimes, I. Did he him? still drink his own pee? <laughs>
1: um, I I think he still keeps the two liter bottles by his bed to pee in and and drink water out of him. That you is the weirdest. That's the weirdest human being. I wouldn't be surprised if he got confused again. But he, speaking of being a lifeguard or, like, a rescue, teaching rescuing for diving, uh, Sonson used to be a lifeguard at, at LEAP, where I worked in uh, New Haven. And uh, Sonson, I go up to him one time at work, and he's like, he's there, like, but, like he on duty. And he goes, I really like it when, like, the little kids, they start, like, Swimming and start like it looked like they're about to drown and they they like they can't get out they can't get up out of the water and I was like you like that it's your job to save them and he was like oh only when I am not working yeah I'd rather drown than being saved by that guy
0: <laughs> and
1: and to, and to harken back to what you said before yes he did once wake up in the middle of the night and drink out of the wrong bottle and it was his urine and he was, he said I only took one sip sip and I was like oh this is nasty. Yeah, no, 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 you have
2: the weirdest friends And I kind of, I put myself in that group
1: Yeah, I agree But I think the best thing with him Was like in Spanish class in high school He goes, Ryan, you know I don't wear no underwears And I was like, doesn't that get uncomfortable? And then from across the room he yells out The only problem is like when it gets erect It shows yeah. yeah, 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 yeah Yeah, you can't make yeah. that stuff up
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: No, you can't um, okay, so now now from what I uh, remember <clears throat> before, um, before you got all famous in L.A. on me, you were a funny guy with a good sense of humor, but I see a lot of dramatic roles on your resume. Are there roles that you prefer now, like like roles you tend to die in? Do you, do you prefer those roles?
2: No, 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 I don't prefer them. Um, it's just that, I don't know, I've been given that opportunity, but that's why – that's why I'm still doing a lot of stand-up, You know what I mean? Because uh, I think uh, doing the transition from drama to comedy is uh, is best. What did you rent it? Yesterday. Or oh, you yesterday? Um, I just I think the transition will be much easier. You know. Yeah. Where are you at? A um, But no, I just happen I just happen to get those. You know, I'm, I honestly my goal and my 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 ideal job would be to have my own sitcom. That would just be ideal, you know? What but, would you call uh, it? Nacho business. <laughs> no, I don't know. And, I just came out of my mouth.
1: Or, or maybe you were telling me it's not my business right now and you want to keep it a secret.
2: Yeah, exactly. exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so, so that would be yeah, ideal. At, uh, at, at Syracuse um, University, where we went to college... I remember you putting on uh, "Freak" by John Leguizamo, and uh, yeah, you got really excited at one point because John called you on the phone to wish you good luck. So uh, I know you really look up to him. What what did that what did that what did that mean to you?
2: Oh, it was huge because like I think that I think that that script that show is one of the greatest shows ever written, and when you're um not only when you're an immigrant coming to this country to 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 live your dream but just just anybody it relates to anybody and it relates to anyone from any culture you know to go through the struggles and and go, get through those hurdles and bureaucracies that you have to face to eventually succeed and and um and that man that show just uh, speaks to me I till this day I know it by heart um cuz it's like it's, um, yeah, it's a kind of, it's kind of like my Bible, you
1: know? Yeah. It's, uh, so. uh, I, I remember, uh, you being really, uh, natural and amazing in that role. Um, yeah, yeah. That was in the, uh, the Sutton Pavilion. That was, uh, that was a great show.
2: Thank you, man. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, man. Um, how, how big an influence was, uh, John Leguizamo on your, on your career?
2: Huge, because after doing that one man show when I was, I mean, I was like, I think I was 18 or 19 years old, and I remember a lot of our teachers saying, you know, you know, we don't think you should do it because, you know, it's kind of tough, and no sophomore has ever done a one man show. And I go, listen, I don't need your approval. I just need you to give me the space. And you know what I'm saying? And and that's <laughs> what they did. That's what they, you know, kind of going back to the comedy tour that I'm producing is that. I'm not waiting for anyone's approval, you know. I already had my, my, my parents' approval, and, and that's the biggest, most important thing in life, man. Once you get your parents to say, we support you, it doesn't matter what everyone else says. And uh, and that's what happened. After doing that one-man show, I'm like, I got to get out and start, saw, you know, showing myself uh, in Hollywood and, and casting agents because I'm ready. And that's exactly what happened.
1: Yeah, man. That's that's awesome. I've always admired your uh your perseverance in that respect. Do you have uh, other you, man. Arti- Yeah, man. Do you have other uh, artistic influences besides John Leguizamo? Can you share uh, some of those?
2: Well, you know, a lot of co- I mean, I do like a lot of comic performers like Eddie Izzard. I think it's he's like one of the greatest comics nowadays. Mm-hmm. I think he's fantastic. And he's, I think he's amazing. Um <clears throat> But yeah, and you know, there's uh, there's, I mean Michael Jackson, of course. That's how I learned to dance yes, and everything. So hello. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's there's uh, you know, I um, I love uh, I love Bruce Springsteen, man. Music life. I love that dude. Oh yeah. He's amazing. He puts on a hell of a show.
1: Yeah, have you seen him live? But, uh, oh yeah.
2: Cool. Oh yeah. Incredible. I mean, that guy is old, but he rocks out like he's, you know, 20 years old.
1: Yeah, he goes nuts. He's amazing. So, um, cool. Uh, so, do you uh, did you ever get a chance to um, reconnect with John Leguizamo after you did Freak that first time?
2: Well, no, 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 no. I mean, I did do it here again, and when I sent out you know, the the email to see if they would um let me do it again. He's the one that approved it, but I haven't been able to get in touch with him. I'm sure we will cross paths and we will work together. I have no 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 doubt about that at all. Yeah. You know, we're we're gonna do something together. I can I can feel it. But everything in, in, in you know, everything's gonna happen and at the time that it has to happen and for a reason, so we'll see what happens.
1: Oh, and I just I just remembered uh you're in you're in a big uh wedding ring commercial or engagement ring commercial now, aren't you? Yeah boy. What what is that? Is it for sales?
2: No, 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 it's for K
1: jewelers. K jewelers. Oh yeah. very nice. What what do you say in that commercial?
2: Will you marry me? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I I hope you don't say it like that to the girl that you want to marry. Not like that. So She'll get it. In, she'll get impregnated by Sonny Corinthos if you do that.
2: Oh, anybody would do that. Come on. <laughs> um,
1: uh, by the way, people in the chat room are saying uh, that serial killers do start off killing small animals and things like that.
2: Yeah. So I'm starting. Let's, well, so they can hear what I'm saying right now. Your your chat people.
1: They yeah. They can hear. It's live. We're That's live, awesome. buddy.
2: That's awesome. Well, first of all, tell uh Hi, everybody. You know, Ryan is a man. Keep listening to this guy because I love him. And second of all, yes, you start with small animals like lobsters, and then you go with a little bigger, like you know Justin Beaver or you know some something
1: like that. All uh, We'll we'll get to Beaver later. Um. So you, you uh, uh, uh 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 the um. Okay. So we talked about Jake before. He was on a different soap opera. Who Who wins in a bar fight? The cast of General Hospital or the cast of As the World Turns?
2: Well, I don't know the women as the world turns, but the women on, uh, I don't know. I mean, the women on General Hospital, I think for the most part, they they eat, which is kind of a big thing, you know what I'm saying? I've seen them eat, and that's kind of big because if you get protein, that means you can you can fight. I don't know what the women in As the World Turns, I don't know what they look like. I don't know if they're super skinny or not. But our girls, our girls got, like, Jane Elliott, oh, Jane Elliott can fuck up some people. I mean, like, she could take, like, three or four girls at a time.
1: Who is that, Tracy?
2: Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't mess around. That woman scares the shit out of me. (laughs) I think she Um, could take a
1: lot. Yeah, well, Shannon in the chat room just said, dude, Lucinda Walsh could take them all down single-handedly. That's, like, the the Jake's boyfriend's grandmother on As the World Turns.
2: Oh, so she's more of a, as the world turns and stuff. Well, well, let's make it happen, Shannon. Why don't you organize a little bar fight or something and let's make it happen.
1: We just have to get Lucinda Walsh against Tracy Quartermain. We uh, got to get Jane Elliott and and uh, and uh, uh, Mary Beth McCubert. What, yeah, what's yeah, the yeah. Well, and
2: also, I'll be in New York soon too, so maybe I can. Uh, we can arrange a little
1: fight with Jake Silverman.
2: I mean, Elizabeth Hunter, I think, is So amazing. I could definitely yeah. beat the shit out of him.
1: We, we should get you guys on a double date and find uh, do a find some conflict to arise and videotape the whole thing.
2: But Jake, he shaves his chest. He's got like a nice little haircut. He he talks like he's twelve years old. I don't I don't I need one arm if that.
1: <laughs> Wait, okay. First of all, they said in the chat room that they don't think that he shaves his chest because there's a couple there and they have studied it closely. Um, but. <laughs> uh, The other Um, thing. Have you you heard of special
2: effects? Have you heard of special effects? (laughs) He definitely (laughs) should shave his chest. You want to look at a real chest? I'll take a picture and mail it to you.
1: I've never heard of special effects. Is that a new thing?
2: Well, come on. We've seen Jake. (laughs) You see him Uh, on the show. You know what I mean. He gets all lathered up, and when he makes out with that other dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what do you mean he talks like a twelve-year-old? What? No, actually Jake has a really deep voice. He
2: sounds like uh he sounds like Josh Hardnett. Mm. <laughs>
1: That's a miserable. I always thought he did, but...
2: doesn't he? I always thought he sounded like Josh Hardnett.
1: I don't know. You think so?
2: Yeah, I always thought
1: so. Oh, all right. So, uh, Ignacio, we're going to play a game. We play it on every show. It's called Hot or Hot Mess, where I give you a list of things. You tell me if they are hot or a hot mess. Are you ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, who's a mess? Come and get
0: you. you. Oh, love the mess, love the mess, love the mess. Please love the mess, love the, the love mess, love
1: mess, love the, the mess. mess. All right. So. uh nice sorry, by uh, the way. Is that you? <laughs> that is me. Okay. No, it's uh it's Kate Doyle from her uh cabaret, Hot Mess and the Hat. Oh, that's really cool. Okay, sorry about that. Go on. Yeah, no, no problem. Um I was actually gonna ask if you recognize the voice, so shout out to Doyle. Um what uh uh Ignacio, what do you think about Justin Bieber, hot or hot mess?
2: <laughs> oh man, well I mean that guy is killing it, dude. And he's definitely doing something right, so I would say hot. But okay. let's wait. Let's wait till puberty hits. It could turn into a hot mess.
1: <laughs> but you did say that you might kill him after the lobster, did you not?
2: No, it was. Um, is, is this airing? Maybe I should take it back.
1: Oh my God! Imagine if <laughs> yes. something
2: happens to the kid tomorrow, and this was live, and I, I go to jail for plotting. Oh Jesus!
1: <laughs> I'm I'm knocking on wood that that doesn't happen. Oh um, please. Next up. <laughs> next up on Hot or Hot Mess, um, well I'm sorry I even suggested that. I I I I think Deaver's uh, hot in a you know in a, in a no, totally normal way. Uh,
2: listen, I think he's way. I think he's killing it, man. So he's doing he's doing well, whatever he's doing. So it's easy to hate yeah, somebody when they're succeeding. Um, I will. Yeah. You know, uh, in a little while, I'm just finishing. A... So what's the next question?
1: Okay, (laughs) I couldn't tell who was talking there. Um, Next up on Hot or Hot Mess,
0: Jason Derulo.
1: Hot or Hot
0: Mess. Who? Jason Derulo.
1: What is that? You don't know Jason. Oh, man, You're, you're supposed to be Johnny Pop Culture. You don't know about Jason Derulo? No, who's that? He's the guy who does that song, In My Head in my head and that other Oh ones, my I'm god. Oh, stop saying those. Saying those. Hot mess, 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 mess. <laughs> okay, but alright you're you're calling me a hot mess, right? Not Jason Derulo? No, dude, that song is horrible. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> next up on hot or hot <laughs> mess um, this is Biz Marti beatboxing
2: on Blazing Rye. Was that
1: you? <laughs> no, that's that's hip hop legend Biz Marti beatboxing on this show. Ooh,
2: that was hot. look. All
1: right. Yeah, um, your tune. Say what? Yeah, I said at your boy. <laughs> Holla back. That, that your tune might change now. This is uh, Jake Silverman and I singing a duet. Okay, this dude do the bounces after the chorus. The remix to Ignition, hot and fresh out the kitchen. Mama rolling that body, got every man in it wedging. Live and all go get rum, Bro, I'm yeah. like the old, I'm drunk. It's Bro. a freaking weekend, baby, I'm about to have it some fun. Bounce, 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 bounce. Hey, right.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> hot. Mess. He was white he was whiter than Casper. That dude, that dude has never had rhythm. I remember watching him dance. It was like watching a person having an epileptic attack.
0: Swear <laughs> to oh God, it was, it was less rhythm than an
2: than a than a earthquake. Is that is that a phrase, less rhythm than an earthquake? That, I I just I just thought about that right now. Jesus <laughs> Christ, don't ever, ever make that guy sing. I hope they never make him dance on the show. He'll get fired and lose all his fans.
1: I will never make him dance on the radio, I promise.
2: No, 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 on his show, on At the World Turns.
1: Uh, well, the show ended uh, like a, a year and a half ago. No, last year, so, September. What,
2: what show is he on?
1: Jake, he's he Jake right now is uh he has a movie he's doing Stuffer. He's, uh, oh, right I didn't
2: know. Oh, that's the ender, right? Yeah. See, I'm not. I don't have a TV and I don't know what happens. So I didn't know that show ended. Oh, okay. Maybe he danced have- and that's why they had to cancel the show.
0: W- sorry, what would you
2: say? I said maybe he danced at an
1: episode and they had to cancel the show
2: because the ratings went low.
1: <laughs> It was it was one of the the uh, Jake and Van lathered up scenes where with the no chest hair and they they start dancing around on the bed and jumping up and down and they just they couldn't take Jake's dancing so they made Van date another guy instead. That's
2: tried too. I tried for like two years. I try to teach him a little bit of dancing, just some rhythm. Jesus. But anyway, what, what's the next question? That's definitely a hot mess. I
1: mean, like a real hot mess. <laughs> next up is. Uh, from the Rock of Ages tour, Sean Janessa's Vince McMahon impression.
2: Now, what you want to do here is
1: <laughs> you gotta
2: <laughs> you want to you want to really punch this word. <laughs> oh my god! Know, Who's that? Uh, it's
1: uh, Vince McMahon, Sean Janessa's Vince McMahon impression. Um, uh,
2: that was pretty good. I would say hot
1: with a uh, 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 little twinkle of mess. <laughs> wow. Like, oh. That is not... That's not the first time that's happened. Jason Friedman said, hot ellipses mess. And you said hot with a little twinkle of mess. How about that?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Just a little, you know, just a twinkle. Yeah, mess. <laughs> All right. Next up is... Uh, uh, the musical director of Next Normal, Charlie Alterman, his Jiminy Glick impression. Yeah, well then there's a there there's a lot of things. Because you know there's a lot of range in what he says. <laughs> and, then, and then and sometimes. Sometimes it's condescending.
0: And sometimes it's so sweet, just, uh, uh, No, it's not that great because Jiminy Glick doesn't go to
2: high.
1: <laughs> can can you do a better one? No, but that's why I'm not trying it. <laughs> um, uh, what, well, what's your best, You do voices. What's your best impression?
2: Um, I like doing uh, Feds from that '70s show.
1: Can you do a little right now?
2: Yeah, sure. Let's do an interview with Feds.
1: Go ahead. All right, I don't know the character like at all. What's his name, Feds?
2: Feds. My name is Feds. I'm really excited to be on the radio right now.
1: Oh, good! I'm. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, has that that '70s show is that is that's off the air now, right?
2: Yes, it got canceled a long time ago because because Donna didn't want to sleep with me and because Eric went and did another show and now I'm stuck here and I'm doing stupid shows like Yo Mama.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say then you had to go on to do Yo Mama, right? Yeah. How was that?
2: Uh, that wasn't so great because the the concept is kind of stupid. Uh-huh. But it's okay because it paid me a lot of money, and I got to drive around in really nice cars and, uh, and yes. And I learned a lot about okay. my mama.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, Back to Ignacio. Next up on Hot or Hot Mess is Matt Hot. Hot or a hot mess? Matt Hawk? Oh
0: uh,
2: dude, yeah, yeah. that guy is uh, that guy is a hot mess wrapped in a disaster
0: with a little
2: sprinkle of what the
1: hell? Oh wow, okay. I'm sure Hawk will love to hear that. I think you would with me.
2: been a real,
1: right?
2: And I don't want to lie. I don't want to, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, I,
1: don't, uh, I, don't uh, know I don't have no one to impress. <laughs> uh, true, you've already impressed your parents. That's all you needed to do, right? That's it. Exactly. Next up on Hotter Hot Mess, this is pioneering comedian and jazz superstar, Leah Delaria's Ethel Merman Impress. There's no
0: business like show, no business like no business I like know.
1: There, who was that? Leah Delaria doing Ethel Merman. Oh, that was hot. That was really hot. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, so uh, next up on Hot or Hot Mess, well, let's try this one while we're at it. This is Jordan, comedian Jordan Ferber's Ethel Merman impression. There's no business like show. Business is no business I know.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, that was a mess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. and um, this is, uh, anything can happen on live radio. This is what happened when Matt Lisey from the Fantastics Off-Broadway had a little mishap in the middle of our interview. I'm oh like, I was choking for a second. Ooh, hang on. <laughs> okay, no problem. You okay? Uh, yeah, um, you're going to laugh at me. I got, like, I'm eating French fries. Um, it's kind of, uh, kind of ap- apropos, but um, one got lodged in my throat. But anyway... um. <laughs>
2: Hot mess. <laughs> what <the laughs> doesn't matter any- why, why you, why you. I mean, who chokes <laughs> up on a French fry? What an idiot!
1: <laughs> and the French fries were from McDonald's, by the way.
2: Oh, uh, but uh, okay. See, the French fries from McDonald's are the best French fries in the world. True. So maybe, maybe he choked on them because they were hot and he kept, you know, putting them down his throat. Uh, I would have to change from hot mess to hot Because it's kind of cool, you know what I mean? Like, I know what it's like when you're eating something you like a lot You know, like when I'm making, uh, you know, sugar-coated almonds And the sugar is melting and I want to suck on the sugar And even though it's burning my palate, I still want to eat it
0: You know how that is
2: when you're, you're so gluttonous with, with food Even though it's burning you, you keep eating it But that's kind of cool, you know, and those McDonald's french fries, they, 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 you know, they make you do stupid shit.
1: (laughs) Sounds more masochistic than gluttonous.
2: Yeah, but for example, if I died choking on a fry and they opened me up and it was a McDonald's fry, they'd be like, oh, okay, this guy had a good death. But if it was like a Burger King fry, I'd be like, what an idiot. Uh, 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 I changed my, I changed my, uh, my, my, from hot mess to hot.
1: Okay. Good. Last up on Hot or Hot Nets, this is from Broadway's A Christmas Carol, Jonathan DeMar's Rift torn impression. And after that, he sort of says, he says, Somebody, Somebody owes me a martini. And the whole <laughs> table cracks up. He's <laughs> <it's> like, Somebody owes <laughs> me a martini. Whose impression is Uh Ripped torn. Jonathan DeMar doing Rift torn. Oh, no, no, no. It's a
2: hot mess. Hot mess? How about this one?
1: Uh, I'm sure when he's in his trailer, he's going to be saying, Somebody else be a martini. Hot or hot mess?
2: What the hell? No, that's fucking that's Christian Bale from Batman.
1: <laughs> okay, let's close up Hot or Hot Mess. Um, uh, Ignacio, what do you, uh, uh, well, I need to ask, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you this before we go. Uh, do you want to go to BB? I want to go to BB, dude.
2: Bruce Willis <laughs> <laughs> okay. the best food at University. <laughs> what? You can Did make you, just you say... can make fun of me because I you can make fun of me because I used to have a thick accent, but now I sound now I sound like a true American. I almost sound like a white guy. I want to shoot myself.
1: You sound like a demented Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, we have a minute left. Anything you want to? Uh, uh plug, promote, mention
2: before we go. Hey man, it has been a pleasure to be on your show because I basically grew up with you, man, and I love you to death. And you deserve nothing but the best. And uh, I couldn't see anyone else doing this better than you.
1: you. You, you know, and you're ugly
2: as shit, so you better be on the radio, otherwise you wouldn't get work.
1: <laughs> Face for radio, yeah. Well, thank you. I can't yeah. thank you enough. I love you too, man. And uh, I, just, love I hope you. you're uh, you're doing great out there. All right. Paper out. Paper towels. Going to bed. Peace, buddy.
0: See ya. Bye.